0: Hi. Uh, today's episode is brought to you, brought to me, brought to us by Wysing Creative. Wysing Creative should be your go-to place for graphic design and creative branding. Need a logo created for that new business venture, or maybe you got an old business venture that needs a new logo? While well, looking to customize your cornhole boards or bags, it sounded weird. I don't know what he means though. Cornhole boards, you know, the, some people call it. Bags, You know the game? Well, anyway, you can customize both the bags and the board, huh? How do you like that? Wissink Creative strives to help you find an ultra-creative final product. Give your business or organization the branding attention it deserves and contact them today. Find Wissink Creative on Instagram or email stanwissink at gmail.com for a quote today. That's Wissink, W-I-S-S-I-N-K. Uh, also brought to you by Baba G DIY Edible Kits. You remember them, don't you? With the candy molds and the candy mixers that you can utilize. Mix your own uh, cannabinoids, maybe a THC oil, CBD, whatever it is. Make sure it's legal in your state, dear. Uh, but stop overpaying at dispensaries and stop going to the black market. Naughty. Go to OregonBaba.com today and check out their assortment of flavors and molds and Get to it. Get making some Eddies. huh? Have some fun. Um, again, organbaba.com. On to the pod. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Huh? What the fuck are you doing? You sitting in bed? Are you laying in bed with your sore arm? Oh, my arm hurts. My arm hurts and I have the flu because I got the vaccine. Ooh-hoo-hoo-hoo. Um, I, I got some nanoparticles in my body. I'm going to be healthy now. Hope you're having a good week. Hope you had a good week. And hope you have a good week later. Next week. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Hey, I'm drinking a hot coffee. What are you drinking? Cheers to you. I'm drinking a hot coffee, and it's about 4 degrees too warm outside to, to enjoy the hot coffee. A little, little too warm. Because uh, I'm still in in Texas, I'm still in Texas, y'all. And uh, I was uh, I did a set the other day, a little town called Taylor, Taylor, Texas. About, I don't know, 30 miles, uh, 30 minutes northeast of Austin, something like that. And the host lady, who's I don't know organizing the, the thing, she's just texting me. She goes, oh, "Okay, just so you know." It's a. This is her word. He says it's a po' dunk town, in a smoking bar, rowdy crowd, or some shit like that. And I'm like, well, sounds good to me. Perfect. You had me at po' dunk. So I uh, I drive on over to, to Taylor, Texas. You there? It's in a bar. It's in a bar. And it's kind of a, I wouldn't say a mixed crowd, it's mixed in so far as age, you know, there's mostly older folks, and a few younger degenerates, and mostly white, and a, a few uh, Mexicans, um, I assume they're Mexican, could be Guatemala, who the fuck knows, they're Hispanic, um, and so I go up there, do my little song and dance, and at one point, I'm talking about, uh, doing, setting up my bit about uh, ESL, teaching ESL, which is what I do. You know what ESL is, right? It's earning, uh, I'm sorry, that's a fucking stupid joke, right? It's, uh, English as a second language, right? Which is a stupid word for, uh, for that, because I've never had a student who was learning English as a second language, never, maybe one or two, um. Most people learn English as a third language or a fourth language because outside of America, I guess most people speaking two languages is normal, right? You got your native local language. You got your colonial language that some European country forced your ancestors to learn, right? Then you got another colonial European language they have to learn because another country came in and colonized and then said, hey, you got to learn our language. They speak in like three, four languages. Fucking West Africans speak like eight languages. Who's knocking on my fucking door? Nobody. It's my imagination. Guy's got a weed whacker. You guys want some ambient noise? Is that good ambient noise? Some, a guy whacking some weeds? Um, we'll just go with it. We'll flow with it. If, if the weed whacker's too distracting, why don't you fast forward? He's, he's, he's walking by. So uh, So I'm up in Taylor, Texas front of this rowdy crowd, it's a smoking bar, it's like time travel, feels like it's 1989, I assume and I was teaching ESL in New York, so I mentioned, you know, New York City and then right as I say that like three of these old folks in the back, in unison they go, New York City? It's like, what? And before I could even like process what was happening, another guy from across the room goes, Get a rope! And, and they kind of chuckle. And then another guy from the opposite side of the room yells out, Yeah! Get a rope! I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And so, and so I tell him, I'm like, Hey, guys, you're you lucky I'm, I'm white and unarmed. You know? I was black and had a gun. I, I, I'm not so sure I'm not... All you motherfuckers would be dead. I'm not chancing that. Like, i I, I got to assume, if I were black, I would I would assume they were going to murder me. I would just assume that. You know, I'm white, so I'm like, oh, there's got to be some explanation here, maybe just a reference to the city, but you can't be making lynching, veiled threats in a stand-your-own-ground state. That's, I think that's why we have the stand-your-own-ground law. If a fucking mob comes to, uh, you know, comes to greet you with a rope, you, you can stand your ground and start popping off rounds. And Here's the thing about lynching mobs. Uh, after you pop off the first three shots, I think the rest of them scatter pretty quickly. Uh, these are not brave individuals. So I, I come back at them with that. I come back at them with, you fuck all you fucking, you know, every time there's a terrorist attack like 9-11 New York, everybody, we're all New Yorkers now. You all gather Gather around New York to justify your goofy fucking foreign adventure, foreign policy adventures and security state nonsense. Yeah, you're so New York then, but you don't give a fuck about New York. Time I get a rope, you guys don't give a fuck about, you know what I mean? And then, uh, so I'm going a little hard, but not hard enough, I don't think, because then I kind of like segued into my little act and and, um, I didn't do so well. Yeah, that's when things turned. About, about right, right at that time is when when my, my set um, went downhill. And so I get off the stage and I'm kind of mad at myself. Because I think instead of like trying to go back into my act, I should have just sabotaged the entire set and just gone hardcore on them. Just like, you know, kamikaze, fuck it, whatever. And I find the, you know, the booker lady would talk. I'm like, can you believe that? I'm going, can you talk about lynching me, what the fuck was that, you know, and she, and she goes, wait, you know, you didn't understand that reference, I go, what, reference, and she's like, yeah, that's a little thing around here, they like to say that a lot, uh, apparently it's from an old salsa commercial, uh, from the early 90s, I guess a commercial guys, cowboys sitting around a campfire, eating shit out of a can, and they want to... You know, have some salsa, and one of the guys chimes in, I got some salsa right here, made in New York City. And then the rest of the guys sitting around the campfire go, New York City? Suddenly it all made sense. Suddenly I understood why they said that in unison. And then in the commercial, at the, towards the end of the commercial, at the very end of the commercial, somebody goes, Get a rope. And there's like, Pace Salsa, blah, 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 get a rope. So the get a rope comment was also in reference to the Pace Salsa commercial from circa 1990, whatever the fuck. So then I was like, oh, silly me, god damn, getting all melodramatic here, you know, getting all offended and righteously indignant about getting a, a lynching threat. And then it was simply a misunderstanding, ha, 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 it was a reference to a to a commercial. But then I got to thinking, wait a second, what the fuck was that commercial referencing when they said, get a rope? So I go watch the fucking commercial on YouTube, uh, thanks to DJ PJ, shows me the fucking commercial. And I was like, yeah, get a rope. I, I, I guess maybe to hog tie him. But what are you going to do with a rope? If you say get a rope, you're going you're gonna to lynch a motherfucker. So that commercial was like, I don't think that would fly nowadays. I'm not saying the commercial was racist. That's not what I'm saying. Because the guy there saying get a rope, the guy was white. Um, and they were probably referencing hanging him. But I think just at that time, no, nobody was thinking about lynching or black. They just weren't thinking about it. It wasn't like they were thinking about it. Or maybe they were. Whatever the fucking case was. It really struck a chord with these folks in Taylor, Texas, because they remember that commercial 30 years later, and they're still saying, New York City, get a rope. Which, uh, uh fuck those people. That's I guess that's what I'm trying to say to the fine denizens of, of Taylor, Texas, with your excellent barbecue at Mueller's, what I'm trying to say is, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, look at her. Um, what was I saying? they uh yeah so I I did, I did that I come I come back to the Austin and what do I do, what do you, find a way to fish that's all I'm gonna do I'm gonna fish I'm going to find a fishing place and I'll tell you about that next time how how boot that we got Biden you see Biden slipped down the stairs that was a while ago That was like a week ago. It's still in my mind, though. You don't want to laugh at the fellow. We've all been there, right? We've all been, we've all been running up the stairs, and socks a little slippery, more slippery than we thought. Slip on that old carpet, and you and you fall down. And then maybe you try to cover it up by by getting back on your feet and just trudging forward faster. Maybe people will forget that they saw you slip. Then what happens? You slip again. The stairs say, "Ah, ah, you ain't going nowhere." And then what did Biden do? He he slips the second time. Now he really has to cover his tracks. So he gets up real quick and and tries to scurry up those stairs again. And this time the stairs had had enough. Stairs, sorry for all this noise. Just blowing some. This guy's blowing some leaves. I didn't even know leaves had. Dicks. This guy's just blowing leaves. So, um, so he slips. So the stairs say stairs had had enough. The third time they like brought him to his knees, made him think about it. You get down on your knees, Biden, and you think about what the fuck you're trying to do. You're trying to scurry up these stairs and your slippery dress shoes and these like four inch stairs. Are you out of your goddamn mind? You're trying to overcompensate, Joe. You're trying to show people that you're you're nimble. Not so old. You better fucking amble up those stairs like a, like the seventy-eight, nine-year-old you are. So that's when I started laughing, because of the hubris, the hubris of Joe and, and the stairs winning the battle made me. And I felt bad. I didn't feel good laughing at the poor man. You know? But when I I finally let it all out and laughed hysterically was when he got to the top of the stairs and. He, and he turned around to face the uh, the crowd and the cameras, and he gave a, a little salute. There's <laughs> something about the way he did that salute, and he scurried into the plane. It just, I just lost it. Um, but that happens to all of us. We've all slipped. Have you ever slipped? What's the most embarrassing way you've fallen or taken a tumble? Or are you so perfect that you never fall? You just you just walk around not worrying about falling. Hmm? Um, what was I going to say? The press conference? I don't want to talk about the press conference yet. Uh, but as far as Biden being clumsy, part of me feels bad, but he's the president. That's fair game, man. You can make fun of the president all you all you want. Remember Gerald Ford? I don't remember Gerald Ford. I wasn't born yet, but president in the 70s, you know? He was very clumsy. You know, He would fall a lot. That was his what he was known for. And so SNL, back then it was called Saturday Night Live. uh, They made fun of him. They had a Chevy Chase play Gerald Ford, and they didn't bother doing any makeup to make him look like Gerald Ford. He didn't do a voice. He didn't do anything to... All he did was just fall, just to make fun of uh, Gerald Ford's clumsiness. So that was fair game then. It should be fair game now. You're a clumsy fuck. Can't even walk upstairs. Jesus Christ. You're the commander-in-chief. You're supposed to be the alpha dog of a 300 million population. You need to be. You need to be a specimen, man. And then this press conference. Holy fuck! I, god damn, god damn. Am I sick of being right all the time? Last time I was like, can you, can you imagine Biden doing a press conference with non-selected journalists asking hard questions without any notes, just fucking whim? Just fucking, uh, what's the word? Winging it. I was going to say wigging it. You don't wig it, you wing it. Well, his press conference was, uh, some people called it elderly abuse. That might be going a little too far. But he shows up with a giant binder. This guy shows up with a binder to answer questions and starts reading out of it. And then he starts giving answers to questions that uh, he just ignores the fucking questions. And then it turns out these reporters that were there were all hand selected asking layup fucking questions. Like the media, if you compare the media portrayal of Trump compared to the media portrayal of Biden, it's very different. They're treating these two presidents very differently, which is weird because the news is supposed to be, you know, unbiased and objective. So why are they treating these two presidents so differently? I so said, maybe they have way different policies. That's why. They're, they're very different. Uh, but they're not. They're not at all. We've moved further to the right in the last three months. Biden is to the right of Trump, which sounds weird even saying that out loud, right? Because that's not the narrative. The narrative was Trump was a right-wing maniac, and we needed to get rid of him because he was so far to the right. We need a liberal guy. With a D behind his name. This Biden feller, yeah, This Biden fella moves the country further to the right. What do he do? He got kids in cages. We talked about this already. Which is, you know, I don't want to, you can't blame a president on one level. Because it, it is true that maybe all these people just started showing up because they thought Biden would let them in. And that's what allowed all these things to become overcrowded okay fair enough but then address the fucking issue get them out of these cages it's not that fucking hard get them out of the cages get the kids out of the cages why why are we dragging? why is this not happening right now get the fuck kids out of the fucking cages no 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 that's too much work what we'd rather do is orchestrate a propaganda campaign and just change the words we won't call them cages anymore we'll call them migrant facilities or some shit I put more effort into controlling the narrative than to fixing the fucking problem. Get the kids out of the fucking cages, Joe. How is this controversial? You right-wing fascist. i got a D at the end of my day. I'm a good guy. The fuck you are. You just bombed Syria. You war pig. These fucking war whores are back in full force and you wouldn't know it based on anything. Then what's he do? He fucking fires a bunch of staff members because they smoked marijuana at one time? You ignorant Dumb, dementia-riddled fuck. Your son is a crack addict. His son got caught on camera, on video, smoked crack, and banging whores. Some of whom may have been underage. We don't know that. But at the very least, he's a, he's a whore-banging crack addict. So he, this guy's anti-pot, he's anti-immigrant, and he's very pro-war. And... Uh, but the media reporting of this fucking fruitcake is as if he were a normal guy. They're reporting on him like he's some centrist or even a liberal. How about, it? Hey, Joe, how, how hard has it been for you to lay up fucking questions? Absolute madness how far to the right this country is moving. And what's funny is, if you point this out, these fake liberals will accuse you of being a right-wing. How dare you criticize Biden? You must be a right-winger. You fucks. Is it the vaccine? Like, everybody laughs at the idea of the vaccine cutting off your critical faculties. You know, like got some kind of wacky conspiracy theory. But every one of these motherfuckers that buys into these vaccines, that's been vaccinated for the last 10, 15 years, they're all fucking, I know every single one of their opinions. Like, let me guess. You believe this, you believe that, you believe this. Yep. I'm just a cook. It's like Pink Floyd, the video, uh, another brick in the wall. Y'all are just fucking bricks in a wall. Who are you, Matt? What do you think? You, said? you think you can? See? Why you? Why were you talking shit about Trump? When you... I was. Also, I didn't really need to because everybody was talking shit about Trump. So okay, people, people are hip to the to to his shittiness. Let them rant about it. But now everybody is shh. Shutting the fuck up. We do what we're told because we believe our group is good, the other group is bad. Oh my god, what am I ranting about Biden? I gotta stop this shit. I gotta stop ranting because he just got in. You know, he'll he'll probably live for at least another eight months. You know what I mean? I can't be taking eight months of just ranting about Biden's right-wing fanaticism. But nobody on the TVs or the newspapers criticizes him as being a right-wing fanatic, so that can't be right. He's a liberal. He's got a D at the end of his name. He's a blue guy. Wrote the goddamn crime bill in 94. How many motherfucking families has he ruined? How many families has he separated by putting fucking breadwinner in a cage for having the wrong plant in his pocket. Hey, you were selling the wrong plant, buddy. Can't sell those plants for profit. Can't sell them drugs for profit. You gotta go into the cage, buddy. This is a shitty ranty podcast brought to you by Heat and Hot Coffee. Hot Pockets. Um can't even make a reference to Hot Pockets anymore thanks to Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan has cornered the Corner Pockets premise. You cannot reference a, a Hot Pocket without, you'd have to pay Jim Gaffigan a, a royalty. Huh? I'm not making fun of Jim Gaffigan either. It's a, God bless Jim Gaffigan. But I can't even think about a Hot Pocket without thinking about his pasty grandpa face. Premature. he got the premature grandpa face, you know what I mean? Enough about me? Enough about Biden? Enough about what? Coffee? What, are you, what about you? How about you? I'm sorry, guys. This episode has been more ranty than usual, even. Uh, just complaining. Blah, 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 blah. Let's end on something positive. Huh? Sound like a good idea? What can I do positive? I'll give you a, a Netflix recommendation here. If you're looking for a movie, to restore your faith in humanity. Or maybe not restore. Maybe bring it up a, a little bit from from baseline. Um, I got a movie for you to watch on Netflix. It's called Bad Trip. You're probably saying, wait a second. Is it that movie with Eric Andre and they're just pranking the public and that Tiffany Haddish gal? Restore my faith in humanity. What are you talking about, Matt? It's a silly little prank movie. I hear you, I hear you, but let me explain. So, so Bad Trip's like out of the tradition of like Borat or what was the one with Johnny Knoxville dressed as, an, as a grandpa, bad grandpa, where, you know, the movie's basically a series of pranks on the unsuspecting public, uh, what, which has a plot to kind of move along the, 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 the pranks that kind of incorporate, you know, basically it's extras who don't know they're extras, and most of the humor is derived from just seeing how people react to absurd situations. Um, now, the plot in Bad Trip is not that complicated or, 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 or original. You know, it's, in fact, it's pretty much Dumb and Dumber. You know, just a guy, a couple of guys making a road trip to find some lady. You know, he's love struck. he's in love, he's got to meet up with this lady um, or whatever. And then it's a series of unfortunate events on the way there um, that are legit. Pranks, you know, where they set up shit, and then at the end of it, the the people involved have to sign a release form, and then they're boom, they're they're in the movie. Well, here's my point. Like, whereas Borat, like, kind of exposed a lot of racism and anti-Semitism or idiocy. That's what it kind of set out to do. Even though ironically, it was kind of a racist, right? Because the the stereotype was that basically all Muslims are uh, anti-Semitic. You know, the Borat character is like a standard for Muslims. But, but anyway. I'm splitting hairs here. Uh, this movie, Bad Trip, the the people are the people being pranked are basically put in situations where they have to make a decision to help this poor guy out or or to not. And oftentimes they have to break out of their professional uh, job description. Sometimes they have to, in fact, uh, go against the rules uh, to help this guy. And like and at every turn. People do the right thing, the morally right thing, at peril to themselves often. I mean, I'm thinking about the army recruiter. I'm thinking about the the doorman. Um, I'm thinking about the, the peacekeeper when they were fighting after the car. There are moments of legitimate, I would argue, heroism displayed by some of these people being pranked. It's like, well, it's just a prank, Matt. But they don't know that while it's happening. In other words, how these people react to these abs- absurd situations—you know—they genuinely believe it's 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 happening. That's how they would react if it were real. Now, I'm not sure the movie or the makers set out to like, "Hey, we're going to make a movie that exposes the the best of humanity." I don't think you know it was. I don't think they necessarily did that consciously or on purpose. But I'm telling you, that is a, a takeaway you could have from this fucking movie. On top of being hilarious. You know. So, right? It's groups of people that are shitty. Whenever we're in groups and we're watching each other, making sure we all fall in line to groupthink, that's when we're assholes, right? When we're alone, individual and, and, and we're, we're confronted with the option to do the right thing and break a rule, maybe, or enforce the rule but do a morally wrong thing, we almost inevitably do the right thing when we're individual. Individuals are underrated. People are good when they're individuals. They get into groups, all things turn to hell because we, we give up our, our moral conscience, right? We replace it with the group mentality. So I'm this, this is making it way deeper than it actually needs to be. At the very least, it's a fucking funny movie. You know, it's on Netflix, so it's not hard to find. Um, and also, I will say Eric The acting is legit It has to be good Because there's character interactions That they have to sell both to the camera But they also have to sell it Realistically to the people around them Being pranked um, And in a sane world Eric Andre would be nominated For best actor in this For this performance But the, they don't take movies like this seriously They certainly don't take com, comedy Or comedic actors seriously But Um, great performance from him. And also, uh, Tiffany Haddish, who, um, does pretty well, too. Let's just put it that way. Let's just put it that way. So there we go. Hey, look what we did. We ended on something relatively positive. So, do we need to recap? That pretty much sums it up. I'm gonna try to get another pod in, uh, this week. Make up for lost time. And, until I rant at you later... Uh, Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye-bye-bye.